AM 770 KTGH. It is the after party. Brian Suits here. How are you all? This is the super secret expert break that we do. Uh, two subjects. Uh, one of them is the deadliest day in the Israel Defense Forces, uh, the IDF's uh, uh, offensive into Gaza so far, Operation Iron Swords, with 24 Israeli soldiers uh, being killed uh, yesterday. And in the incident that killed 21 of them uh, it's a little obscure, and you're not going to get uh, the details uh, on this from the, the uh, mass media, even people that are there. But what, what happened was a uh, IDF reserve unit, which comprises most of them that are in Gaza at this point, and specifically, apparently, uh, an engineer unit. And the engineers in combat, that means destroying things, getting them out of your way, or dropping them in front of the enemy so they can't roll through or whatever— uh, in this case, the Israelis, when they have a uh, known, confirmed Hamas uh, former headquarters or whatever, or, or a building on top of uh, tunnels, they get engineers in there and they blast the building. They drop it. So evidently, the story that I have uh, is that they had wired this uh, skeleton of a concrete building for demolition but they were adjacent to a IDF tank that Hamas guys were trying to blow up with RPG uh, rockets. And now one of two things happened. Either one RPG missed the tank and hit where the IDF guys were wiring the building for demolition um, and it would sympathetically explode and the entire thing that they were going to be 500 meters away when they, when they blew it, not inside the building. So the RPG would sympathetically uh, trigger the explosion or the explosives that were uh, wired and set deliberately to drop the building. Thing two is uh, Israeli tanks have a thing called a the Trophy uh, Active Protection System or APS. And what the Trophy System does is it has a little micro radar and it can detect an anti-tank rocket or missile, whether it's an RPG or some, something like that coming in. It can detect that something is coming in, and it can proactively fire a disrupting shot. It can fire back at the incoming RPG. Even though these things are moving so fast you can't perceive them with your eye, um, this system can very successfully uh, uh, protect uh, the Israeli tanks. Even though when you see Hamas on Telegram will put up a video that looks like the RPG hit the tank because— well, the active protection system will blow up that RPG just a foot away. And in doing that, it disrupts the warhead. The most anti-armor, anti-tank uh, warheads have what, what's called a shaped, uh, shaped warhead, an explosively formed projectile that, that forms um, a superheated jet of explosive that can uh, defeat the armor, go through the armor or whatever. But if you if you if you make it detonate not against the tank, but two feet away or five feet away, uh, it disperses the effect. And that's what's going on. And that's why you see sometimes that outer lattice work, like on American striker vehicles and all that. That's meant to disrupt an RPG. Even just a foot away from the armor and <clears throat> Um, the warhead is less effective. So if that went off, that could, if you're close enough, that could uh, set off that detonation uh, as well. It seems to me more likely 
that a accidental uh, Hamas shot is what actually did it. But uh, not that it matters uh, to the relatives, but that's uh, 21 reservists uh, who were killed in one, one incident. So that turns out to be the deadliest day so far. They're in the past, and the Israeli, the, the 1973 war or the Six-Day War, they had deadly days. But that's part of the reason that Israel's war model is to fight short but very sharp conflicts so that their army, which is mainly reservists, um, doesn't cripple the economy because they're they're fighting the war, uh, and that you win decisively, which is, uh, th- you know, this is a war they inherited. They, they didn't see it coming, like the Six-Day War or the 1973 Yom Kippur War. This one was foisted on them, um, and that was partly calculated by the Iranians and Hamas uh, to be a war that uh, Israel would have to react to uh, and be an extended war at this point at 110 days. This is uh, one of the longest wars they've ever fought in their history. Um, and because they just can't afford to have that many men out of the economy. Uh, so uh, the, the Israelis are proposing a two-month ceasefire, but only if Hamas gives up all the hostages. So probably going to be a dead letter there. Uh, story number two. Uh, Today, I was telling you the story about the Port Townsend man, the fentanyl addict who had custody of his three-week-old newborn uh, infant. He was given uh, – the the infant tested positive for fentanyl at birth, and so they called in the state. And the state um, took the the kid away from both parents who were both fentanyl addicts, and they told uh, the parents, look, whoever tests clean – gets custody of the child. And that happened to be um, the the uh, father, uh, uh, the uh, 41-year-old father, Richard Sorensen. Um, long criminal record, four felonies, 28 warrants for the guy. So it turns out he faked his urinalysis, um, and this, somehow he faked out the state's uh, UA testing procedure. Um, with uh, fake black market urine, and uh, he got the, the child back. So awaiting toxicology to see what the cause of death on this three-week-old is. But I would, I would have to say the state putting the kid in the hands, a three-week-old child in the hands of a uh, career fentanyl addict criminal might have something to do with it. So the reason I mention that, talking about fentanyl being <clears throat> in, in every you know, small rural uh, town in America— is listen to this story from Hilo, Hawaii, from last week in Hilo, Hawaii, on the Big Island, right? A 42-year-old local crazy drug addict, a woman named Mary Lum, L-U-M, who was best known for yelling at cars, was pregnant. A known drug addict was pregnant. She gave birth on the sidewalk, and then witnesses in a local restaurant, Pineapples, saw her dragging the newborn infant by the umbilical cord coming from her. So they called authorities, uh, EMS, you know, paramedics came, and they separated the baby and the umbil- they cut the umbilical, at which point they paid attention to the newborn baby. The baby is fine. Baby's in the hospital. Baby's fully recovered. The mom wandered off. Police uh, detained her and charged her with child abuse and other things, but she was on fentanyl. I mean, that really happened. A woman just gave birth to a baby, stood up and started walking while dragging the baby by the umbilical. 
Hilo, Hawaii, one week ago. Um, I didn't read that story on the air for obvious reasons, but that's the story, and you can Google it. Um, it, it just uh, unthinkable. You know, how do you even call 911? How do you describe that on 911? You wouldn't believe your own eyes what you were seeing, but that really happened. And it's on surveillance video, and I never, ever want to see that uh, ever again in my life. But so, a usual uh, uplifting after party. Thanks for listening to the uh, Backstage Laminate Extra Break here on the Brian Suit Show Extra Bonus uh, Round, AM 770 KTTH.